0: Behind the Grind, would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that we and our guests are recording from, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded and Australia always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Behind the Grind podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Niharika. And I'm Paige. Today is a great episode and we are joined by some fabulous graduates from Maddox. If you didn't know, Maddox is a national law firm with offices all across Australia. They're well known for their gender equity, being one of the first to have a female partner back in 1970. We love that from Maddox. Let's get into the episode and have our guests introduce themselves and tell us more. Maybe Declan, do you want to get us started?
1: Thanks, nee. Um So I was a grad in 2022 and I rotated through the construction team, the property team and the commercial team. As a grad, and I have just last month settled in the construction projects team at Maddox.
2: Lovely, thank you. And Natalia. Hi, I'm Natalia. I was a grad in 2021 and I rotated through our public law, which is planning environment and government advisory teams, our commercial team, and I went through our mergers and acquisitions and tax and structuring teams. And I also rotated through development, which is where I have settled. So yeah, one month into my second year as a lawyer. Awesome. I always find it so interesting
0: how different firms structure their practice areas. great to kind of hear how it works at Maddox, but Anyway, before we get into all the legal stuff, we'll start off with some fun questions. The first one is the one that we ask everyone, which is just what's your favorite coffee order and if you have a recommendation
2: to get that coffee order. Uh, I am a strong oat latte through and through. I get two a day every day and (laughs) I only ever get them from Barcode, which is our Maddox uh, in-house cafe, because one, I love talking to the baristas that we have and two, yeah, they just make a real solid coffee. Oh, love it.
0: Love it. That sounds great. How about you, Declan?
1: I'm simple. I just get a long black. Again, mostly from Barco, but I'm not a Barco. I love Dukes on Flinders Lane.
0: Oh, that's a nice recommendation. Thank you. Now, this is a question we've already asked before, but it's Page and I's personal favourite for this season. How would your parents describe what you do? I
1: think sometimes you forget how specific law can get. So you start mm-hmm. saying, oh, I'm a mainly do transactional work or disputes work. I'm a construction yeah. and projects lawyer. And they just sort of nod along and they go, oh, you're a lawyer. So I think they would just say, he's, he's a lawyer now.
0: <laughs> Officially a lawyer, not just a baby lawyer anymore. about you, Natea.
2: I might actually extend it to my grandpa, because funny one, and I just saw him on the weekend. And in his mind, I think he still thinks that I go to court and do the things <laughs> that they do, like suits, which <laughs> <laughs> definitely not the case. <laughs> (laughs) yeah oh my gosh I think yeah for a lot of people it's just oh you went to law school you became a lawyer you work in a law firm and you do things with big sums of money so
0: (laughs) I I had the same experience with my mum I think she was a bit disappointed to hear that I wasn't actually in the courts like representing people every day but anyway it's nice to nice to hear it from their perspective sometimes too and now this is a very telling question so no pressure with it but what was the last TV show that You've been and or loved. We'll start with you, Natea.
2: I'm probably not the best person to ask, to be honest. I don't I don't actually watch a lot of TV, so maybe that's telling in itself. But um we did watch the Hunger Games trilogy recently, just screwed in our throwback. That's, <laughs> that's
0: yeah, that's completely come back again. Yeah. <laughs> Was it as enjoyable a watch now as when you would have watched it the best time?
2: Yeah, like I don't think I'd seen it since they all originally came out, mm. so I felt like mm. I was living through it again. But yeah, still good. <laughs>
0: yeah, sometimes I wonder how I read that book as a thirteen-year-old. Yeah, about other <laughs>
2: children like killing each other. To- it's sometimes a have more of an appreciation of it now than you did back
1: when you read it. For yeah,
0: I might, I might have to give it a go. That's a good recommendation. How about you, Declan?
1: I am furiously trying to catch up with Succession at the moment. I'm on <laughs> season three, so no spoilers. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there.
0: Oh, Oh, that's great. With all of that fun stuff out of the way, we'll jump into questions about your grad program. What led you to choosing Maddox kind of throughout the clerkship process? Were there particular things about the grad program that really stood out to you?
1: So I clerked in the middle of 2021 and I had a a fun clerkship because it was split in the middle with COVID. So we had uh, half of it was in person, half of it was in lockdown. So I got a, a good sense of the firm and how they work sort of in person and sort of more hybrid, which is what we do now day to day. I was really drawn to, I think the work that Maddox does, they're very confident in the work that they do and the sort of clients that they work for. So if you know about Maddox, you probably know that we do a lot of government work and that we're a sort of a mid-sized firm and we really specialize in those areas. And I think that's fantastic as a junior lawyer, especially because you get exposure to a lot of work really quickly. And I think Matei would agree with that as a lawyer, you do a lot sort of hands-on work directly with partners, which is which is fantastic as a junior.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Taya, how about you? What kind of stood out for the Maddox grad program? So
2: I clerked back just before COVID was a thing. So I think my clerkship is very different to kind of what it looks like now. But Mm -hmm. what I remember most of all was just the people even more so. It was just like everyone here is just so down to earth and normal and friendly. And like they put a big emphasis on your experience rather than, you know, you being there as a number to produce some work. So I think the mix you got between interacting with people across the firm and also like getting to experience a range of good quality work was what really stood out for me. Oh, and the coffee, obviously.
0: The Barcode Cafe, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure helped seal the deal. Building kind of off that after you kind of decided to come to Maddox and everything, how were your first few weeks at the firm? I mean, I know from personal experience that jump from kind of not doing anything after grad right off a day, if that's the position you might be in. And then, you know, working full-time, it's a big jump. How were your first few weeks? Were there some things that you did to kind of help with that adjustment to full-time work?
2: Yeah, I think overwhelmingly it was exhausting. <laughs> like yeah. I think that's probably the case for most people, uh, just transitioning to having to get up at the same time every day. But I think the things that really helped for me was trying to get into a routine very early on, but also like be easy on yourself as well, because it is quite different and tiring. It kind of feels like an extended clerkship for the first month. You know, you feel like you're quite switched on and trying to meet lots of people, absorb everything. Uh, so I think it was more the little things like make sure I got up and did my exercise and ate well and spoke to as many people as I could. That was kind of how I got through the first month but it was just a massive learning curve really like everything was new so yeah it was that was a challenge in itself for sure and
0: it's so it's so good that you I'm making that you made that time to exercise because Paige has been going I think like four times a week I've gone a flat zero (laughs) um so it's very impressive that you're making the time I really need
1: to get into the habit of it
0: myself maybe Jacqueline this one that might be good for you how do rotation preferences work at your firm
1: so we currently do three rotations that are up about four months each, and there's sort of six teams to, to rotate through. The other those teams have certain sub-teams, like Matea was saying, mergers and acquisitions within commercial or planning within the public floor team. So you preference before you start as a grad, and you're actually told when you start where your three rotations will be and what order they'll be in. So there's no sort of jostling for rotations partway through the year. You know where your year is going to be and where you're going to be at every point. But that said, there is some flexibility to change. Like I know in my year, someone did change their third rotation, get more of an experience they wanted. And I would say be open to new experiences. You might find that some teams that you have not thought of will be really interesting to you. And there's no, I wouldn't say there's any benefit to sort of preferencing to go somewhere last or somewhere first. Like I know I was in construction first and that's where I've settled. And I don't think that had any impact on where I ended up.
0: Yeah, definitely good advice. Another thing I think is the top of a lot of people's minds is PLT and how PLT kind of works with being a grad.
2: Uh, well, Declan and I both actually did our PLT with a different provider. So this is the first year that they have transitioned to a new program. So we can't really comment specifically, I guess, on how it works now. But they definitely, you definitely get supported to do your PLT work during work hours when you need to. And they're always there if you're falling behind on either your PLT or your work in general. Everyone's there to support you and make sure that your capacity and resourcing as well handled. And from our understanding as well, there's also a few immersive courses off site. So you actually get to go to to the provider and sit there with your cohort and get involved, which sounds really interesting.
1: I think the year still kicks off with you all start together at the PLT provider, which I found to be a really nice way to get started because you meet your grad cohort and it's in a very relaxed environment before you all get to the firm.
0: That's awesome. That's so yeah. nice. So yeah, I totally understand the program might have changed a little bit now. Throwback. A little bit of a way, I know a few of the questions we've been getting is people kind of struggling with that in-between time. I think the first period of waiting between your last clerkship and grad off a day and then the second period of between grad off a day and actually starting at the firm. Do you have any advice for people that are kind of like, I just want to know now and kind of dealing with the anxiety and the stress of either of those periods? We might start with you, Declan. I
1: think a lot of that period between your last clerkship and the grad off a day, thankfully, I think it's only a few weeks if you do have a clerkship in the winter. A lot of it you can't control at that point, especially if you're doing Mm -hmm. a third clerkship. It's kind of hard to catch up for a coffee with someone if you're only going to be sort of a week away from doing from grad off a day. So, so my advice there would be just, just be confident in the work that you've done to get to that point and prepare as best you can for the offer day. The time between offer day and starting your grad role, the process barriers at every every firm for our group got us involved with a few things. There were a few events that we attended before we started our grad program. I think there was a drinks and maybe a few firm events, but it is it is a pretty light touch with your involvement with the firm before you start. And I think the, the benefit of that is that that time is really yours to, to protect and do what you want with, this. especially if you're finishing uni in November and you maybe have four months break, that might be your last four month break in quite a while. So don't undervalue it. Don't 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 worry too much about sort of trying to leverage it and get to another firm to well before then, you will be bought into the firm when the time comes. Use that time, go for a holiday, read some books.
0: That aren't textbooks.
1: Basically, enjoy it.
2: Yeah, that's great advice. Thanks, Declan. Did you have anything to add? Uh, I probably agree with everything Declan said, especially echoing the sentiment of uh, make the most of your last few months of freedom before uh, you come and get involved with everything that the firm has to offer. There's plenty of time to get involved, so it wouldn't stress about trying to to get any work experience or to take any courses or do anything prior to starting as a grad. It'll all come naturally once you're here.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. I think something I've noticed is that you just can't do things in the middle of the day anymore. You know, there's a big solid chunk of time where you're expected to be somewhere, whether that's at home or in the office, doing something and you can't do small things like, you know, book a dentist appointment and the small things in life that kind of need to be done. But now you really have to make the time for them. So I think appreciating the time you have to just do random things in the middle of the day is really nice. And try to rush out at that time. Okay, well, we'll fast forward back into kind of something that's very recent for you both. All about settlement, kind of the next thing on the minds of grads that have just started or will be starting. So I just wanted to know how how does settlement kind of work for you guys? Were there particular things you did to kind of end up in the teams that you wanted to be in? Was it things like, you know, getting coffees all the time? Was it working with particular people? How does the whole process kind of work? Maybe, Natalia, do you want to start? Sure.
2: Yeah, I guess in terms of the actual procedural requirements of how it all happens is you put your preferences in at the end of the year in about December as a preliminary preference. You preference all the teams that you rotated through. I think it's like one to four or one to five or something. And then they take that away over Christmas. They kind of have a preliminary think about it, look at all the business needs of the firm and see where everyone's kind of sitting. And then when you come back in January, February, they ask for your final preferences. And then that way they can kind of have an idea of any discussions they need to have with particular people, particular teams so that... I mean, at the end of the day, it's in their best interest for everyone to get their first preference. But, you know, sometimes things happen and, you know, you can't have all... 100% 100% of the grad cohort pick one team. Like, naturally, that's just not going to happen that way. Yeah, at the end of the day, they do really want everyone to be happy and be where they want to be. In terms of my personal experience going through the process and things I did to try and, you know, figure out where I wanted to land and make sure that I felt like I had all the information I needed to make that decision, I definitely did reach out to the people that I felt comfortable and worked a lot with during my rotations, either coffee or just the general chat, just, you know, really narrow down, okay, what what is it that you do as a lawyer in this team in the next, you know, one to three, one to five years? What will every day of my life kind of look like? And then from there, you know, figuring out, is it front-end work I like? Is it back-end work I like? Are these the people that I would like to can see myself working with every day? What's the support and training and mentorship like in the team, you know, all those things, writing it down, making a list and then kind of going from there. And in the end, I picked development and here I am. Lovely. And I think your point kind of ties back
0: to, to what you're saying about keeping an open mind just even during rotations. And then, you know, if you end up in a team that you didn't expect to be in being open at that point as well to, you know, liking the work and the team so that you're making a more open decision when it does come to to settlement time. I actually have a possibly harder follow-up question, which is, do you think that there are particular things that are more important than others to look for in a team when you are thinking about settling there? Is it, you know, sometimes we hear that, you know, people leave, so don't make your decision on the people, make it on the work or, you know, work changes, clients change. So is it, is there one thing that you may be prefer- or prioritized more than the other, or was there just kind of a more holistic approach to the, to the vibe of the team, I guess, which is the official word.
2: <laughs> I think the biggest question that you probably should ask yourself is, do I want to work on front-end work or do I want to work Uh, on back-end work because at the end of the day if you end up in front-end and that's what you want then moving around within front-end teams down the track if you realize that that's not for you is a bit easier whereas I think if you ended up in a front-end team and then realized you wanted to do back-end kind of work that transition might be a bit harder so I feel like as long as you kind of narrow down what it is the type of work or the style of work that you want to do you'll set yourself up well regardless, like especially if you are in a commercial firm, you know, working on commercial front-end transactions. There's definitely transferable skills across all teams. So, uh, yeah, I think for me, my main thing was like, okay, I want to do front-end work. So here are the teams that are kind of my preference. And then from there, it's like, okay, what's the actual work or the subject matter of each team? and which one did I like the best. I know they do say don't pick based on the people that you work with because people change, but at the end of the day, they are the people you're going to work with every day. So I think that certainly has to have a role in your decision as well.
0: Totally. Um, Declan, do you have anything to to add on to that?
1: I would echo what Natalia said, I think when you consider the people, especially maybe the more senior people, the special counsels and partners, they're less likely to change. And if you really think you want to be mentored by someone in particular, or you really like someone's style of work and you want to sort of do more of that, I think that's a that's a really valid way to pick where you want to be. And, you know, it's easy to say, well, you know, you need, need to love the area of the law, but, you know, you might change career path. So I think it, it's a real combination of factors that is yeah. going to be really unique to you.
0: And I think a great reminder that which is something I'd forgotten, which is that just because you pick a particular practice area doesn't mean you're stuck in that for the rest of your life.
1: You're not which, even stuck there for you know the medium term. You could change in a year. You could change in six months. Yeah. I, mean, it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't view it in as a as a definite. You know, this is this is your life now.
0: Um, yeah, which is good. Takes a little bit of the pressure off. I think. Uh, I guess the other part of that process is also just admission, which sounds like this very scary intense formal procedure, I thought it was going to be a little bit more chill than I've now found out that it uh, is not. But did you guys have any advice on kind of, obviously not advice on what the kind of disclosures and stuff to make, but just any advice, whether like lessons you learned, should we like be starting early? Any advice, kind of even just dealing with the day, like it's a big day. We've all worked so hard to kind of get to this point and then it's all happening. So just any advice, whether about like preparing for it or dealing with the emotions on the day. Maybe we'll go with you, Declan.
1: My grad group was really lucky because we were one of the first groups that got to do an in-person admission after COVID and the trick with that was getting us all to be on the same day, which is a process that you need to start early. So everyone needs to have all their paperwork all lined up and there's a lot of variables in that because you have to, to prepare your disclosure statement. You need to sort of get together any sort of fines or parking tickets you may have or anything else you might need to disclose. And pulling all that together will almost certainly take longer than you anticipate. So so jump on it early would be my advice there so that you can really enjoy the day because it is a really special day go up for lunch you have someone move your admission it was wonderful last year they had a bit of a party afterwards for all the grads with their family and friends but just remember to get to that point get on top of it early follow the procedure it's there for a reason and enjoy the day
0: yeah that's so nice do you know Is there anything kind of on who moves your admission? Is it typically just the partner you in the team that you settle in? Is it, you know, you can kind of pick? Does it have to be someone from the firm?
1: It absolutely doesn't have to be someone from the firm. So a lot of people in my year had their sister or their mum or their dad or close family friend. I chose a partner from the firm, one of the teams that I rotated through, which was similarly wonderful, but there's, there's no, you don't have to pick someone from the firm at all, but you definitely can.
0: Yeah, Cool. Good to know. Well, I guess kind of wrapping up this episode, the last thing I wanted to ask both of you was just, you know, in the, I think he said like year and a half or maybe two years um, of being a lawyer so far, what are kind of the project management strategies that you have?
2: Uh, Yeah, nothing too crazy. I also use OneNote. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, honestly, for me, writing a list is the only way that I can keep on top of things, open to any suggestions that you get from your future future podcastees about what well, um, you know <laughs> write a list but uh, yeah I think at the end of the day it's just making sure you get everything down because if you don't get something down then good chance that you'll miss it and yeah I mean that's that's the biggest issue isn't it if you miss something but in terms of oh, Beyond that, I think it's just a lot of communicating with the people that you're working with, particularly the senior people that you're working with about what you've got on your capacity, the dreaded C word, how how are your timelines looking, what are their timelines looking, clarifying how urgent urgent is because everyone's got a different level of what is urgent. And the last thing you want is to kind of get a bit caught out because you thought something, you thought urgent meant end of the day, they meant urgent within an hour, that kind of thing. Maybe not that, but... Yeah, along those lines. Just communicating with the people you work with, I think, is the biggest management tip that I would have because you can create all these ideas in your head about what it is that you think you have to do. But from their perspective, it might be completely different. So that would be my main tip. Yeah, that's great.
0: Thank you. How about you, Defin?
1: I think managing your workload is definitely a skill that you pick up on and it's especially difficult as a grad because you tend to be working on more discrete tasks. You're only there for in our case about four months. So you might not see a project from start to finish. You might be jumping on halfway through and you'll have to familiarize yourself with what's happened and sort of work out how your piece piece fits in. And that can be difficult because you might have, you know, a dozen little things going on. So my my personal way of managing things has definitely changed now, starting as a first year lawyer. I use a lot more colour now. So you know green for it's okay. This is not gonna come up anytime soon. Orange or, you know, keep this in the back of your mind and red for like, let's let's get this done today. Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. <do> this now. <laughs> um, no, that's I don't miss anything.
0: <laughs> that's great, especially because I remember when Declan and I used to work together in the LSS. I used to use a lot of colour and Declan was like, too much colour. That's too no, much color. Is good. I'm on the colour of- is great. I love it. I love the the change. That's so good. Well lovely. That's kind of for the questions that I had. Any other little tidbits or things that you kind of wish you knew? as grads or kind of have learnt along the way that we haven't touched on?
1: I think I've learned along the way. Enjoy it. The grad year will go very quickly. You'll have a lot of new experiences. You'll make a lot of mistakes, but I think people are very, very accepting of the work that you produce in whatever state it's in. No one's expecting you to be drafting at you know, a senior associate level. It's a process of learning and that's what you're there for and you should take the opportunities that come and, and just try and get better with every attempt.
0: That's great. Thank you. How about you, Natea?
2: I think the biggest thing I would also touch on is that coming back to you know rotations and things like that. At the end of the day, you get a whole year, in our case, to build your networks around the first both within your grad cohort within the junior lawyers the support staff the seniors the partners so don't take it for granted that for the whole time during your grad program you're able to get to know and build connections around the firm that you can then use once you're a junior lawyer regardless of which team you're in because at the end of the day there's good chance that you'll need some advice on a piece of law that you know nothing about but someone that you've worked with along the way might know something about and you'll come to know that at some point.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's so handy. They actually came up with another question and it's just about kind of the committees at Maddox. I know you guys are very proud of all the different committees you have. Have either of you gotten involved in any of them? How does that kind of work alongside your grad program and, you know, I guess your firm work?
2: Yep. So I'm on our team's social committee. Uh, so we organize social events for our team. I just Fun. joined our barcode committee. So um, because barcodes are charity in a, in and of itself, uh, all the money that they make goes towards charities. So they need a committee oh, wow. to uh, decide sort of where that money goes each year. And I also joined an industry, property industry committee this year as well. So uh, that's an external committee that I'm on as a representative of Maddox. So yeah, three,
0: three committees, all a bit different. That's really cool. I didn't know you could do external associations and things like that. So that's very handy to know. How about you, Declan?
1: I would add to Natalia and say I've done a lot of the sport opportunities that have come up. So things like lunchtime netball or some inter, inter-firm competitions that happen later in the year. I've done a lot of pro bono work as well. We partner with some organizations and do pro bono work through them. And as well, in your grad year, you... Maybe asked to go along to a lot of student mm-hmm. events, so clubship networking evenings, and workshops, things like that. And that's a really good way to get involved and show you're sort of contributing to the firm, even as a grad.
0: Lovely. Well, thank you both so, so much for your time. It's been great to kind of just hear how well you both have been doing and how much you both love your time um, so far at Maddox. So thank you for all of your insight. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. for listening to this episode of behind the grind podcast if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more about Maddox we have other episodes with them so be sure to check them out don't forget to keep up with our new episodes by subscribing to behind the grind wherever you listen to your podcast and follow us on instagram linkedin and facebook that's all from us and we'll be back with new content next week